Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most trusted source of world news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know about most trusted, but I mean, are we... I, I trust it. Are we less trusted than the mainstream news, though? No, no. we're not. I, most I, entertaining source we gotta of be. the world, we gotta the be. weekly yes. news? Yes, I'll take that. This is the weekly wrap, or the weekend wrap-up. Weekend. The weekend yes. wrap-up. We don't do a weekly wrap-up. Well, we wrap up the weekly news on, on the, the weekend. weekend. So this so is the weekend wrap-up. But it is the weekly wrap-up. Of wrap the up. weekly, yes, yes. Got that. And we're entertaining. <laughs> yes. And I mean... We're, we're, you, we're trusted. Yeah, I, I I think so. I, I think, think so. I think we'd have to be more trusted. I've had people tell us that we're their like main source of news. That's, so scary. that's I know. That's that's scary. scary. I know. <laughs> Stop that. Stop it. <laughs> but um, I I imagine if the mainstream media covered the news the way we do in such like not give a fuck mentality, right. yeah. like talk shit about everything. Yeah. I think more people would, would I, trust him more. If, without a doubt, if yes. You, if you talk shit about everything, I mean, people are like, this guy doesn't really yeah, care. Right. Obviously, we don't have an he agenda. Exactly. <laughs> so, Nobody's paying his bills. <laughs> it is once again a weekend. It is kind of gloomy out, and yeah. you're getting ready to get out of here, though. I know. You're, I'm heading down south to the to the coast. Yeah. You, I, I'm kind of worried you won't come back. <laughs> you know, whenever I go, it's always a coin flip. I, it is. I always wonder, is this is this the year Bill does not come back from the coast? <laughs> yeah. I think, didn't um, your daughter last year say she didn't want to co- come yeah. back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, yeah, we, we've searched for houses down there before, yeah. but I, I just, I don't know. It's probably yeah. expensive down there on the coast, I would think. Yeah. A little bit. So this that means this Monday I'm going to be flying solo without you because... Nice. Um, Craig uncensored. Yeah, I yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I wanted to point out that I, I'm not going to talk about it today because um, I plan to actually bring it up and talk about it a lot on Monday myself. is is my plan. The great late John McAfee died. Yes, he supposedly offed himself, which 
is bizarre because he always said that he would never off himself. Yes. And if he ever offed himself, it's the government offed him, not, right. <laughs> not yeah, him. He's been Epstein. Yeah, he's been Epstein. And so he literally said, He did. He, <laughs> I, I'm going to be Epstein. And so, and now he's, you'd think they'd come up with a better way for him to die. Yeah. Say he died of right. COVID or exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Food poisoning. Yeah. Um, he got shanked in the shower. Yeah, I mean, so, something, so, anything. Something more than, believable yeah, than he, he killed himself. So it's like they're not even trying. Um, I, I've seen a lot of chatter back and forth about John McAfee, especially in the Libertarian Park. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, on one side, he was a degenerate sociopath. Mm-hmm. On the other side, he was like a champion for like your liberties, private property, all that, right. those things. And so it's like, who was this man? Like, right. Uh, do we like commend him for his work, or do we like hate him for a shitty person he was? Like, and that—that's the things I'm, I think I'm going to yeah. get into on Monday, because I've seen all this different stuff. Like, yeah. I see posts ranging from McAfee was a scumbag to um, basically, I, I don't know, like hailing him as a saint, Saint, yeah. saint I, McAfee. I mean, but throughout history, I mean, you've seen shitty people do great things. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I mean, it's it's okay to blur the lines, right? Right. So it it really depends on where how far you blur though. So yeah, that's what I'm planned to talk about on Monday, unless something really crazy kicks off. Um, just because that is that's a big thing. Yeah, McAfee having, um, I mean, he was incarcerated in mm-hmm. where was it? Spain. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, uh, uh, some of our listeners, I mean, they might not know anything else about him. Yeah, except so. for maybe his antivirus <laughs> software. <laughs> and, <laughs> And they a might not of, even know that. I was going to say, a lot of our younger listeners probably have never yeah, heard of McAfee right. software. Yeah. Is McAfee software still the go-to software even? You know, I don't even know that. I'm not sure if McAfee's what's on my computer or not. Let me let me look. I know I have antivirus software. At least I hope I do. But I don't know if it's McAfee or not anymore. Um, so, yeah, I, I plan on digging a little bit into his life and letting people... Um, kind of giving people, like, a background. I'm not sure if that's what I have or not. I'm not going to yeah. go digging, though. Um, so that way, I mean, the people that don't really know anything about him can maybe have a better understanding of who he was. Yeah. And I'm going to break down both sides of the coin. Mm. So like we do, we, we never take like just one staunch side of a, no, I mean, I'm going to go from the shitty to the great greatness of him. And honestly, I've got a lot of research to do myself. I don't know a lot about (laughs) him either. So, so plan for that on Monday's live stream. It is still going on even without Bill. Um, I'm not going to try to pull Bill away from the beach. Yeah, uh, we, we, yeah. It worked last year because we didn't, we weren't live. Yeah, we. I think we recorded at like 11:30. Yeah, it was, late. it was late. It was late. You broke away into some conference room in yeah. a hotel, and I literally broke in. <laughs> hotel staff was like, "Who's this crazy man?" Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, "Back off, man!" <laughs> but this year, it's not going to work out. But we still will be live. So, if you want to call in. And join the conversation. I, I may, that. I may like try to call in from the the restaurant bathroom. There you go. There you go. And Jen's like, "What took you so long?" <laughs> you know, it, I mean, food poisoning. Exactly, just ran right through me. We are going to get into this episode though, r- wrapping up your week in true break the bell style. Yes. In other words, like bullshitting our way through everything. Um, before we do that, we got to mention our coffee fix of freedom. This show, obviously again, is brought to you by Run Your Mouth Coffee. Supporters of free speech, supporters of all the free, all like free, like the right to own property, all those different things. They mostly tout free speech, but I know that the the founder, um, John Odermatt, supports all your freedoms. I mean, yes. he's, he has his own 
liberty loving podcast himself. Yeah. So um, go to rymcoffee.com to check out their coffee, buy some, drink some, because it's delicious. And it's good. as we said in last week's episode, we wouldn't have America if it wasn't for coffee. We exactly. just want it. No. And no. we wouldn't have coffee if it wasn't no. for America. George Washington would not have gotten out of bed. <laughs> no. I mean, do you think he would have went across Valley Forge? Valley Forge no. if it wasn't without for coffee. coffee. On a cold coffee? Christmas no. day? No. no. He no. did not. No. So drink coffee. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you using the promo code BREAKTHEBELL. All one word, break the bell, and you'll get 10% off your order plus free shipping. And who doesn't love free shipping and discounts? Drink coffee. Support freedom. That's what they need. You know, they got the famous picture of uh, George Washington on the boat going across the River Valley Forge. They need to put a cup of coffee in his hand. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I'll I'll hit up John and suggest that. It's like, dude, make a t shirt. We have so many. I think we have more ideas for (laughs) their coffee marketing than we do for our own marketing. (laughs) It's the way it works sometimes. We've come up with so many ideas for them. Because we give this spiel every time. It's like we got to no. come up with something different every time. So, And we do. We, we manage do. to come up with something yes. different every time. RYMCoffee.com. Check it out. Drink coffee. Support freedom. That's all. Let's get into this episode. Let's do it. So first thing on the agenda is the Biden gaffes. Yes. Biden, he's still at he's it. He's still gaffing. Yes. And they're still allowing him to do it. I know. I saw one episode. Not episode. One article. That was saying how like Biden's staff was like doing running damage control after some of the stuff he said this mm-hmm. week because he went off off the script. Yeah, again, and they had to like clean up. And they're like, "Oh, that's not what he meant to say." It's like, you know, that's exactly the, what he said. The weird thing is, if this was any other president, Saturday Night Live would be having a field day mm. with him. And I, I have not seen not. any any clips anywhere of they probably were threatened after um, those initial ones that they did right. that made it. Look like he was. Yeah. He, actually, they made him look cooler than he actually is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But um, they made Kamala look like she's in charge. Right. Um, they're probably like, you, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. You need to. You need to. <laughs> he not. can't. He can't be the laughing stock. Yeah. So that he is. He already is a laughing stock. Yes. So. Um, the first thing I want to do is play this clip for you. You have not seen this. I have but, not. But Biden like does this weird whisper thing <laughs> three times in this speech that I'm actually going to get into the speech um, here. Uh, what what he's actually talking about? Because he's talking about the infrastructure oh, bill. Okay, gotcha. But but you gotta you gotta listen to this. Let me let me pull this up. There it is. All right, you ready for this video? Bill? I'm ready for it. Let's watch it. All right, this is the great Joseph. What's his middle name? It's an R. I Reginald. Think it's R. Yeah, Reginald. I, I'm just gonna say Reginald. Reggie. I don't think it's Reginald. But Joseph Reggie. Joseph R. Biden and his latest speeches. Nice. People are waiting for relief. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. (laughs) They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential this week for childcare. A lot has been happened already, number one. Number two, I'm going to fight like heck to get them the rest of what I think has to be done. And these are really tough decisions, Senator. I don't in any way dismiss what Senator Murphy says about the environment. Don't dismiss it at all. So she remind him, I wrote the bill <laughs> on the environment. Why is he whispering? Why would I not I like to whisper too. The question is, <laughs> like how much can we get done? And I'm not being critical of you all. I really mean this. It was legitimate questions you're asking me. Asking me, well, you know, guess what? Employers can't find workers. That's another question. I said, yeah. 
Is he whispering? This is an employee's, employee's bargaining chip now. What's happening? He's got crazy That's eyes. what I'd like to know. Do What's happening? To start playing hardworking people a decent wage. And by the way, talk of inflation. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. All right. So there's that video of Biden whispering. <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? What do you think? I, I, maybe he's hoping his handler's not going to hear what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. I never thought of that one. It's um, like, don't tell them. I'm going off script right now. <laughs> this is between you and me. <laughs> My thought is that he's just being a fucking smart ass. That's what I think, too. I like, think he's being a smart he's ass. He's like, guess what? I wrote the bill. Yeah, right. It's it's just him showing that he's being a smart yeah. ass. In well, opinion. and it it just shows how cocky he is. Right yeah, now. that's what it seems like. Yeah. It's just that cocky mentality, yeah. and it, it, I mean, it, it irritates me more than anything. When it pe- does. when people talk like that, it just yeah. it's just like, yeah. Bill, guess what? I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. It, no, it, 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 it's cocky, and it but it but. It it's easy to be cocky to the tiger that's in the cage, mm-hmm. right? Because they can't do anything. Yeah. Right? He he chastises them if they ask a question. Mm-hmm. They probably are, have White House credentials revoked if they go off book. Oh, I'm sure. And so they're a captive and, audience. And he picks and chooses the ones exactly. that... Exactly. And, and they have to clear the questions with him. Yeah. And so it's easy to be cocky when no one's going to fight back. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's what pisses me off even more. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I mean, the other side had a heyday of this whispering thing here oh, because sure. they just, just made them. him look more like a nut or yeah. whatever. So um, I don't think it was a sign that he's a nut, even though he is a nut. Yeah. But um, I, again, it just shows his cockiness, in my yeah. opinion, more than anything else. But like I was saying, that um, that was leading up to his freaking infrastructure bill that he supposedly um, helped yeah. to pass. And I, I, I wanted to take a look at that infrastructure bill and yeah. all the there's a lot of controversy around it yeah. because this bill supposedly was a bipartisan thing that they actually Congress can you, can you believe Congress actually got together and made something no, happen? I, I cannot, I cannot. But it was it was bound to happen eventually. Well, and I'm sure we aren't going to support this bill either no, way because no. it's it, it's trillions. I was going to say trillions it's of dollars. Outlandish spending for more. Yes, one point two trillion infrastructure bullshit bill. and probably a task force or two. Oh, probably twenty task force. A task force to run the task force. Right. Um. So here's that bill. This is from USA Today. Uh. It's titled "We Have a Deal." Biden reaches a one point two trillion dollar infrastructure bill compromise. One point two infrastructure compromise with bipartisan group of senators. So it says President Joe Biden and a bipartisan group of 21 senators reached a compromise. They use that word a lot. I wonder what that compromise was. What are they compromising? Right. Thursday to modernize the nation's deteriorating transportation and public work system, putting the president in position to pass the first plank of his sweeping infrastructure agenda. So There's this is just the first part that they mentioned that, that isn't it says internet too. Oh yeah, because they're trying to get internet included in right. infrastructure. Right. What was that thing that they were trying to pass a few years back? Oh, net the net neutrality. neutrality yes. Basically making internet right. as a an government infrastructure. service, which is not a good thing. No. It says yet Biden made it clear he would only sign a bipartisan infrastructure bill if Congress also pro- approves a larger measure focused on quote unquote human infrastructure. 
I've never heard of human infrastructure. No, and I don't like that. But it says programs like subsidized child care, um, home oh. caregiving, and climate change. And this is stuff he talked about. Yeah, in like his... the free schooling, because yes. he talked about that in the rest of that speech, talking yeah. about free schooling, talking yep. about the child care and stuff. Yep. Education from, from basically cradle to grave type thing. Yes, so this is the part that pissed the Republicans off because they came up with this compromise and then he comes out and he's like, I'm only going to sign it if you also include the second part of this bill. Mm. So it says, Biden announced the breakthrough of a 30-minute, after a 30-minute meeting with the senators in the Oval Office, ending a week-long stalemate over the price tag and how to pay for what would be the largest transportation package ever approved by Congress. It says, start the day smarter, get... (laughs) No, fuck. Why is that there? That's not part of the article. I'm like, wait, he said that? I thought that's what, because it's in, it's like it's quote in quotes. You know when they put like the quotes in the middle of it? Yeah. But that's not it. They're just... The $1.2 trillion plan includes $579 billion in new spending over eight years, focusing on only physical infrastructure such as roads, bridges, rail, broadband, internet. That's not physical infrastructure. It's not. Broadband internet's not physical infrastructure. No. Water and sewer pipes and electric vehicles. I like how they sneak that in there. Yeah, I know electric vehicles. Well, no, the broadband. Oh, broadband in it. Yeah, right. They, I they know. sneak it in the sentence. They don't yeah. really go into the detail on that. Right. But only half of that, not even half of that bill, goes to these physical infrastructures. Yeah. What's the rest go to? Exactly. Says it proposes several ways to pay for spending, including beefing up IRS tax enforcement that avoid a gas tax increase that Biden resisted in a corporate tax hike that Republicans oppose. So they're keeping out the gas hike, and they're keeping out mm-hmm. the corporate tax hike. So it's basically the IRS doing their job is what it's saying. Right. We have a deal, Biden said, smiling. Oh, God, I just picture that smile, yeah, his too. creepy smile. After he whispers. After he whispers. As he joined 10 of the senators outside the West Wing on Thursday, we made serious compromise on both ends. There's that word again. Although not a guarantee to pass Congress, the compromise, <laughs> they're really hammering home the word compromise. Yeah, that's the word of the day. If it, it is. Tell your kids. The compromise has strong odds, even in bitterly divided Congress. Brought to you by with, the letter C. <laughs> with the backing of 11 Republican senators and 10 moderate Democrats, the infrastructure bill would surpass the 60 votes. Why do you have to throw that out there, moderate Democrats? Because they're not the, the squad. They're not part of the squad. And they want everyone to know that. The infrastructure bill would surpass the 60 votes required to overcome a filibuster if a Senate if Senate, Senate Democrats vote for it. In remarks from the White House East Room, Biden touted the long overdue infrastructure investment that he said shows the world we can function, deliver, and do significant things. So we haven't been able to show the world we can function? Apparently. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. But he also called it a big day for only half of his economic agenda. In tandem, he said he will pursue separate legislation on human infrastructure, which is opposed by Republicans and pushed by liberals. To pass the bill, he will have to rely on legislative maneuver called reconciliation, which would allow Democrats to approve it with a simple majority in the 50-50 Senate where Vice President Kamala Harris can break ties. Mm. We'll try to get some compromise there, but if we can't, I'll see if I can attract all the Democrats into a position, Biden said. They're going to move on a dual track. So he's saying he's moving on it no matter regardless. Yeah. Some progressive Democrats have feared Biden's willingness to compromise with Republicans could jeopardize his more sweeping climate change, social safety. So they, they don't want this compromise at all. They're, yeah. The more progressive Democrats are pissed that he's compromising. Yeah, right. 
says, but Biden said he won't sign the bipartisan infrastructure bill into law unless a reconciliation bill with the human infrastructure is also on his desk. Mm -hmm. If they don't both come, I'm not signing it. Real simple, Biden said. Again, that's... Yeah. I mean, he's holding the one bill hostage. Yeah. The one bill that they worked so hard to actually compromise, right. he's holding it hostage. To actually do their government jobs. And I had this other article from the same source saying that Joe Biden is accused of holding the deal hostage. Yeah. So I wanted to get a little bit on that take of it, even though it probably says a lot of the same stuff about the bill. But yeah. I wanted to get more of the, the Republicans' um, comments yeah. on it. You know, and, and the other part of that is he can do it because he's got all this this political capital right mm. now. And come the midterm elections, he's going to lose all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so he can be an ass right now and say that he's holding shit hostage Well, because there's nothing they can do about it. Well, remember, AOC had said we need to get shit done now right. b- before midterm elections come yeah. and we lose this. Yeah. So this one from the same source, Newsweek says, Joe Biden accused of holding the deal hostage. In a fresh GOP showdown, uh, Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, he's a re- Republican, has accused President Joe Biden of holding the bipartisan infrastructure bill hostage just days after senators from both parties agreed to the deal. I mean, that would piss me off. It's like we finally worked something yeah. out, and he's like, "Well, I'm not signing it unless we sign this one." Too. I-, I can imagine them all being happy, shaking hands, being like, "Yeah, we finally did something together." And then all of a sudden, Biden's like, "Yeah, it doesn't mean anything." It's like, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> Cassidy is the latest Republican to criticize Biden's plan to introduce another me- measure in tandem with the $1.2 trillion uh, framework that would fund human infrastructure that Democrats are seeking. The president has said he will not sign either proposal into law t- until both are approved by Congress, comments that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has interpreted as threatening a veto. Cassidy gave an interview to the New Orleans Fox 8 on Friday criticizing Biden for linking the two measures. So there's a lot of conversations taking place now as to what the president meant, Cassidy said. Cassidy suggested it was possible that Biden misspoke. That doesn't sound like a misspeaking. He specifically said, I'm not doing one until the other. Like, how do you misspeak on that? (laughs) I think he's just being optimistic. So it says he potentially misspoke when he linked the proposals on Thursday. But that was not the understanding as we began upon these good faith negotiations. So I'm hoping we continue in good faith and it won't be as if crafted something if we crafted something just to give the president a point of leverage to get something that the Republicans disagree with. So it's not, he he's worried that they're going to use this thing that the Republicans are okay with yeah. to leverage the things that they're not right. okay with. Be like, "Well, if you want this, right. then you got to do that." I, I would say, "Fuck it, we don't want it." Yeah, just send it back. Yeah, send it back, be like, "You know what? You guys, let's we need to start over again." I mean, once they've already voted on it and approved it in Congress, like they have supposedly, mm-hmm. can they pull it back? Well, if if the president vetoes it, then yeah, they absolutely. Yeah, so just hold his thing hostage. Right. Just be like, "All right, you're gonna veto that. We're we're just yeah. not gonna do anything about this." Yeah. So we'll we'll sit on it for two years and see what happens. But from the sounds of it, he's going to push for it, regardless of getting that sixty percent. He's gonna go yeah. try to get. But all. then they can filibuster it. Yeah. So yeah. So, and I I heard that what was it the Supreme Court um, turned down the the yes the fill not turn down the filibuster, but turn down the proposal to get rid of the filibuster. Yeah. So the filibuster stays for now. Right. So um, he's going to have a harder chance. Yeah. Getting well, what and they he didn't wants. have the votes to get rid of it. There were Democrats that were like, you know, this is actually, we don't want to get rid of this. Yeah. But does that usually matter? <laughs> well, no. because the Democrats, some, some of the, like they call them, moderate Democrats, moderate. 
see the value in keeping something mm-hmm. that has worked against you because then right. you can use it later exactly. to work against them when exactly. you lose control. Yeah. So there's that. What do you think, Bill? Do you think are are do you what do you think first of this overuse of the word compromise? Yeah. I well, want to know what went into this compromise, like well, what backdoor deals went on. Yeah, exactly. I you know, it's one of those things where they're trying to make it look like Biden's working towards unity, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what this compromise is, you know, working together mm-hmm. and bipartisan support and and moderate Democrats to show like, hey, you know, we can do this, right? We can work together. But then Biden pulls the this other shit where he's like, well, we're not going to pass this until you do this. Yeah. And then it just turns everything upside down again. And the fact that Biden comes out and says this is only half of my deal or this yeah. is only a, fra- uh, a part of his sweeping Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. We're only going to do this if you do the re- reconciliation, which the reconciliation they just need the like you said they just need the majority the sim- the simple majority which Kamala Harris can break yeah tiebreaker with, but if the Republicans don't push through for the reconciliation, then they then they it is vulnerable to a filibuster yeah and so again I would just tell them stick it up your ass right if that's the way you want to play yeah we don't need a compromise. Yeah, you you don't you want to think so, but we'll see how this goes. This and the or the the use of human infrastructure. I don't like that term at all. Well, that, it's just like we said before. They just name things certain things, mm-hmm. so they they intentionally name them certain things, so yeah. so you see them differently. Right. I mean, calling it human infrastructure, but first but, of all, that brings me that just. Um, Brings human trafficking to well, mind. that and and I, I I think of like solving green, <laughs> like they're gonna start making people into food. Yeah, I mean like they're cattling or you know raising cattle or something. Yeah, I, that's what I think of when I hear human infrastructure. Mm. You know, rather than you know this that you know education bill or humanitarian bill or right, yeah, you know, pre-education. I mean, early education, something that that you know makes you think that. Because you say human infrastructure, to me that has nothing to do with what they're talking about. No, not at all. So infrastructure is what holds the country together right. physically. Uh, but the fact that they're but they're trying to tie it in with the infrastructure bill, they have to name it that, or yeah. else there's no sense in it even being in the bill. Yeah, so you just them. rename things to throw them in. Right. Yeah, and that way it doesn't look like bills it's, that it's have pork. nothing to do with it. Yeah, right. exactly. it is. It's 100 percent pork. That's all it is. All these bills are oh, it is. Late, all, all these pork. trillion dollar bills they've passed in the last year and a half has been nothing but pork. So that leads me to this video here. I'm hoping it pops up and plays. Let me see if it's going to play. And today, this is another- this is Joe Biden's other gaffe of the week. Oh yes, I like this one. So let's listen to this one here. Rogue gun dealers feel like they they can get away with selling guns to people who aren't legally allowed to own them. And I might add, the Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun. What- no, 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 no. <laughs> he keeps saying that. He keeps I coming know. back to he, that. He, I know. Did you see that meme? I think I might have shared it with you. That was like the Articles of Federation, Confederation. The, the Privateers. Yeah. It, um, and it basically promoted privateers or yeah. Pi- pirating. Yeah, American pirates. American pirates to like loot, like, British ships yeah. and take them down with right. cannons and shit. Yeah, and so. one of his lines was that they didn't allow people to own can- cannons back then. And it's like, well, they kind of did. <laughs> they kind of, <laughs> no, just the ships with the cannons. Yeah. <laughs> so let's keep going. What type of weapon you could own? You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the the blood of patriots, you know, 
and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water in the blood of patriots. What is? How does that make you feel? First of all, yeah, I know, I know. It's it throws every it in the face of everything that the the founding fathers fought for. Yeah, every person that's fought for this country, yeah. every military man. Yeah, I mean, we've always said that this is yeah. founded on the blood of patriots, yes. and he's. Flat out saying, no, yeah, no, it's not. No, That's wrong. No. Yeah, it's the government. The government does it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you say? We, the people, are the government. Yeah, right. We, the Us government. in this room right yeah. here. Yeah. Bullshit. Just shows his view. What's happened is that there never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. <laughs> the point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit, the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. What do you think, Bill? What do you think of that one? I, I think he's willing to nuke a state if he feels like uh, there's um, someone standing up against the government. I mean, that might be overreaching. Uh, obviously, you can say he's over exaggerating here, you but in the very so. least, he's the very least he's saying, "Go ahead and try." Yeah, you know what we have compared to what you have. Go ahead and yeah, go ahead and try. What 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 are you going to do against us? Yeah, you have no power. Yeah. to take us down, which. Yeah, we all know it's bullshit, right? I mean, yes, it, it would be a hard-fought battle. Yeah, but just the whole like, go ahead and try mentality yeah. there. I I don't necessarily think he's saying, "Hey, we're gonna nuke you if you try no, anything." No. But he's saying, "Well, what do you got against us?" But but the fact that he's saying that in order to stand up against the government, you need to have F-15s and yeah. a nuke. I mean, that's sounds- just shows that. I mean. The what? kind of force that he's throwing out there, though. I what? mean, he it may just be a bluff, but at the same time, he's throwing that out there. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's bullshit. And I, I've seen these memes pop up. I wish I would have pulled one up, but it's basically like, on one side, you have the president saying that you would need, that our like, AR-15s couldn't take on their nukes and F-15 bombers. Yeah. But on the other side, they're saying that... Um, the January 6th insurrection was right. like an attack, like a threatening attack on our democracy. Right. It's like, biggest, biggest tax in civil war. Yeah, it's like so. how you can't have it both ways. Yeah, right. You can't say, hey, you can't stand up to the government and then say, oh, these people stood up to the government. Right. Yeah, right. Like, how, how does guns. that work? Yeah. How does it work? Yeah, I know. Well, one of the ones that I think you shared it, but it was... Um, it was the emperor from Star Wars yeah. saying <laughs> yes. that uh, you need a Death Star to be able to take on the Empire. Yeah, so that's basically <laughs> what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy the things that are coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And I get that it's going to be spun in a certain direction, yeah. but the president shouldn't be saying the shit no. at all. No. It's right. like, how is him saying that working on a compromise for like gun control? Uh, let, let me ask you a question and okay. conspiracy minded. All right. I, I like these. They're playing up this whole domestic terrorist part. Thing, yes, right? and I'm going to get it. We got something. Okay. We got story to talk about that too. They're playing up this whole insurrectionist thing, this whole January 6th thing, domestic mm-hmm. terrorist, white supremacist. How badly would things go into lockdown, like police state, if a rogue militiaman mm. took out the president? Oh. Oh, it'd be done. A, a Joe Biden that they don't want to be there. That I mean, that's a good point, right? I mean, you'd 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 seal the deal. There'd well, be no argument. Yeah, you'd you'd kill multiple birds with one stone. You take out the president that shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah, 
you'd um, reinforce this whole need for like tightening down on yeah what like police state uh, surveillance um, uh, martial law type scenario yeah um, you'd I mean, the federal power would immediately supersede any other state governments or anything because of martial law. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. If if that happened, that would be worst case scenario. Yeah. I- immediately. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I hope not. That's scary <laughs> shit. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I mean, mean, that's precedent for... I mean, you thought the January 6th thing, they used as precedents for all this other bullshit. Just imagine. Yeah. Imagine uh, that. We sit back and watch January 6th, and then we're like... This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. This is just a couple people acting like idiots and following the crowd. But that happens. and It's game over. It's game over. Lights out. Exactly. For sure. So let's move on. We will get more into... I got more to talk about okay. the, the okay. domestic terrorist stuff at the end. But I want to talk more about the government bullshit that's going on. One being um, Kamala Harris visit, finally visited the border. Finally. Good after, for her. After for her. six months in office. Yeah. After well, being... I felt I, I heard that she felt pressured to because Donald Trump was going to the border. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard too. Like he said, "Hey, I'm going to go to the border," and she's like, "Oh shit, I should probably I go too." Fuck. I guess I guess I'll go to the border. But from what I've heard, she um, was like 500 <laughs> miles away from the yeah, hot zone, right. so it wasn't. I mean, she was at the border, right? Technically, maybe she was at on the border. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe the, the restaurant, yeah. Mexican restaurant, that could be. Yeah, that's probably. She's like, here's she's, Kamala, and she's got like a sombrero with a margarita. <laughs> she's on the border right now. <laughs> So this is from BB. Or no, this is from New York Post. Um, got my color schemes wrong. It's Sometimes, similar. Yeah, uh, this is from New York Post. It says why Kamala's photo op trip to the border won't do much to slow the waves of immigrants. Hmm. Big surprise. <laughs> says after full ninety four days after President Joe Biden tasked her with leading the White House response to the illegal immigrant surge, Vice President Kamala Harris finally visited the southern border. And she brought one of the root causes with her, <laughs> an open-armed Democrat encouraging more migrants to make the dangerous task Beautiful. trek. Even some, shit, go away. God, I hate pop-ups. You think in 2021 we would have done away with pop-ups? Exactly. Even some Democrats criticize Harris for choosing El Paso, Texas, for her first border stop. The epicenter is down there in the lower Rio Grande, the lower part of my district. Representative Henry. Kohler, who's a Democrat from Texas, said, In El Paso, you're not going to get a true picture of what's happening. So she's in a much less yeah. heated area right I, now. I can see her be visiting and being like, oh, this isn't That's bad at so all. Bad. What are people thinking? Yeah. The Rio Grande Valley, hundreds of miles away, is seeing 230% more crossings than El Paso. Kohler suspects Harris' team wanted a politically safer trip in a district with a friendlier congressman. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It's wow. just, the whole thing is just ridiculous. It is. Like, it, it's like the equivalent of Joe Biden picking and choosing who gets to ask mm. him questions. Yeah. Like, we're, we're playing the safe so we don't get political backlash yeah. from this. Republican, or Republican representative, I mean, they should have different. They need different, yeah. Different um, abbreviations. Yeah. Representative Veronica Escobar delivered greetings greeting Harris with welcome to my community to the new Ellis Island to the capital of the border oh that makes my head hurt Uh, Ellis Island processed millions of legal immigrants Escobar is luring illegal immigrants even after seeing stories of smugglers dropping toddlers over border fences man 
Doesn't does that just not piss you off? It does. A I lot. mean, that should even piss off the liberals that are pissed yeah, off with the right. border situation. Even if you're for right migrants coming mm-hmm. over, right? People dropping kids over a wall should piss you off. I think everybody is pissed off with the the situation at the border yeah. and for Veronica Escobar, Representative Escobar to come out and be like, "Welcome to Ellis Island of the South." Yeah. The new Ellis Island. Yeah. It's like, "Look how welcoming this environment." Yeah. It's just like you are just playing mm-hmm. like you're in your own delusion right yes. now. Yeah. And you're making it a delusion and you're trying you're trying to push this on us. And I don't think anybody nobody wants is it. buying it. Yeah, nobody Nobody's wants buying it. this fucking delusion that they're peddling now. Mm-hmm. Not even their own freaking side is, yeah. is buying this. Harris claims we've made progress on the crisis, which is true, we suppose, if you consider skyrocketing growth in illegal crossings progress. I mean, they have made cro- progress is, on, they're, on— They're getting more efficient at crossing. Yes. <laughs> in May, detentions hit a 21-year monthly high of 180,000. Biden backed his Veep's trip. Why can't they just call it? I know. Like I hate the. Yeah. They're trying to talk in like speed, like street lingo yeah. and stuff, and it's just stupid. Biden backed his vice president's trip, saying she set up the criteria to know what we need to do. Bullshit. Yet, yet his firing of Border Patrol Chief Rodney Scott on Wednesday is more proof of his team that his team is clueless. Scott didn't cause the surge. Biden's reversal of his predecessor's successful policies did. Obviously, this is a New York Post Trump yeah. Trump supporting right right wing right. Um, what do they call it? A tabloid after they yeah, released right. the the Hunter Biden yeah. tapes says halting border wall construction, putting a moratorium on deportations, and ending the remain in Mexico policy that saw migrants awaiting their case results outside the country. Never listen to anyone who says you can't do something. Harris told a group of unaccompanied oh girls she met. Of unaccompanied girls that she met. <laughs> of unaccompanied girls. So Yeah, girls that are there with These no girls that just like probably were up. trafficked across the border. Right. Yeah, no doubt. What bizarre advice to give to those sent alone as lawbreakers. <laughs> Instead of announcing changes that would have real effect, Harris's office released flattering quotations from her meeting with the girls, with one reportedly telling her, You're an example to us. Oh gosh. Is this not the biggest photo op bullshit you've yes. ever heard? They probably brought the girls with them. Uh, prob- <laughs> they 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 found some yeah. girls that were probably traffic like sex trafficked over. Right. Yeah. And they told they told them to read off these cards. They probably don't speak any English. Right, They're yeah. reading these things they don't even understand. She's yeah. like, "You're an example to us." Yeah. It's like, huh? Then she walks out. My heart. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> Alas, Harris clearly doesn't plan to persuade her boss to reinstate the Trump-era policies, even after her photo-op border trip, which means the border crisis isn't likely to stop anytime soon. I mean, you so think she, fucking you, clueless. You think it was a successful trip? You think she—I mean, it was—it succeeded in doing what she wanted it to oh, do. Oh, yeah. Right. Which was make her look right. great. She went to the border. I'm so, sure she laughed uncomfortably oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. several times. Yeah. I'm sure she talked about Douglas a couple times. Oh yeah, right. Oh, I'm sure. And she got she got broad, you know, open arms. Welcome to Ellis Island of the South. And some girls showed up and were like, "You are such an inspiration to us." 
It all sounds really overly scripted. Oh, extremely. Like I mean, the whole it, thing. It's like you couldn't write a better situation mm-hmm. for her, you know? And then afterwards, she's like, okay, get the kids out of here. I'm done with them. All right, all right. And all they right. throw them back over the wall. <laughs> and they, they're like, oh, all um, like up trying to like shake. And she's like, ew. And yeah. just like, oh, you're dirty. You're uh, dirty. Oh, yeah. Where, where's my Evian? Did you breathe on me? Where's yeah. my Evian? Yeah. <laughs> it's, God, like, talk about political mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And they wonder why people, less and less people like politics because all yeah. she's doing is playing politics here. She's not trying to get anything yeah. done. No. She's not trying to solve the border crisis, no. which is supposedly why she was there. Right. She's trying to make herself look good and make their policies that are failing miserably yeah. look better than they are. And, and the fact that a couple migrant girls <laughs> told her that they thought that she was an inspiration is just a cherry on top. They don't even know. They, they, don't they know probably who she haven't is. seen anything. No. They they don't know she's the first female say, vice president. She's pro- they've probably been on the road since inauguration, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, they don't give a shit about her mm-hmm. being the president or the vice president. There I did. I had Biden's gaffe there. <laughs> you know, you know. We all know it's coming. Oh, it just it grosses me out. Just mm-hmm. them the the using this mm-hmm. for their own yeah. like photo ops and and but then they turned around like six months ago or a year ago they were pissed at um trump for his photo op at the church after like all the riots and and all that stuff but then she goes down to the border after being pressured to go to the border for Mm. months now finally makes a trip just to shake hands get a photo op and say some have some cool quotes on on headlines yeah that's it she's there for headlines and pictures that's it not not to accomplish anything Mm -hmm. so she didn't succeed down in Guatemala and Mexico, and this was even less successful than that, in my yeah, opinion. I agree. So there's that. And then there's our other favorite female politician. Yes. Alejandro Ocasio-Cortez. I always have to yes. think about her name because I always call her AOC. Yeah, I know. Representative Ocasio-Cortez. AOC is more appropriate. AOC is calling for a civilian climate corps for young people to be a forefront of solving the climate crisis. Doesn't that tickle your innards? It does. It, it warms my heart. Yeah? And my carbon footprint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't Yeah, don't let your heart get too warm. We don't want to warm the earth any more than it is. We got droughts going on right now, That's man. That's true. That's true. It says, this is from Independent. Man, I, like, it... It hurts. It, it physically hurts me to read some of these people's things. I know what they're what they're saying, and yeah. we had to. We actually listened to oh, what she was saying. Nails on a chalkboard. And then I was like, "Send me an article because I don't want to listen to this again <laughs> for this Ever. episode." Ever. U.S. Representative Alejandria Alex, Alexandria Alejandria Ocasio Cortez has argued that her proposed climate crisis legislation is a method of rectifying generational inequality as well as fighting for climate justice. Climate justice. That's there it is the, again. They're throwing yeah. words with other words yeah. and making new words. Yeah, that's going to be the, the buzzword for the year. Mm. Climate justice. And generational inequality. Yes. In a video that emerged online, the video that I'm not going to play for you, uh, of a con- congressional hearing focused on the bill on Wednesday— Ms. Ocasio-Cortez said the legislation she introduced with Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts <clears throat> would be 
would begin to fix some of the economic ills in the American economy, which has been exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. No, they're exacerbated by you people's policies yeah. to close down everything, close yeah. down small businesses, to close down, put us in freaking um, boxes for yeah. an entire year. It didn't exacerbate from COVID-19. Yeah. It was directly because of your policies. Yeah. But they've existed for over a generation. I think one thing that's really important as well is that in the Civilian Climate Corps, this is her talking, uh, in the Civilian Climate Corps bill that Senator Markey and I have introduced, Can you do her voice? No. <laughs> there is no age limit to participation. Ocasio-Cortez. What does that mean? Like, if you're seven, you can be out planting yeah, trees? Obviously. Um, I don't... Did you ever see... The, did you ever watch King of the Hill? Mm, some episodes here and there. There was one where... Um, the propane company he works for, Strickland Propane, like mm-hmm. gets like hit for some environmental things that they're they're just throwing like old things out in a river, old tank, <laughs> propane tanks out in a river or something. So it was it was a big deal. So they were trying to clean up their image and be more eco friendly and stuff. Well, they found out that they could buy carbon credits. Basically, they could off. It was called offsetting carbon their carbon use. Mm-hmm. So they would pay other people to go plant trees so they didn't have to change their shitty habits but it was offset from the good things that somebody else was doing gotcha. and that kind of sounds like this yeah, it's just yeah. like let's just offset all the shitty things that's going on the civilian climate core bill was introduced back in april the inspiration for the bill comes from a similar initiative from franklin i D. knew Roosevelt that was coming up landmark i knew it was coming up new deal she likes to go back to him a lot she does there's the green new yeah. deal now there's the civilian because he had the civilian core didn't he yeah yeah now he I mean, she, she just reuses all yeah, his terms and throws other terms. At, least she, did, at least she didn't say task force. That's true. <laughs> it seeks to create a variety of public sector jobs to tackle the climate crisis via the Department of the Interior and Department of Agriculture. The progressive representative from New York, New York's 14th Congressional District, highlighted that the bill represents and is in reflective of the wider economic situation millennials and other younger people find themselves in. Ms. Cortez said, I think this is incredibly important because it represents the economy. It's reflective of the economy that we are now growing up into, especially during the pandemic. People have fallen out of unemployment into a long-term unemployment. Yeah. Yeah, because we shut things down. Yeah, it's not like there's not jobs available. And now we're Telling people don't go back to work because Mm -hmm. they're not paying you enough. Yeah. Yeah. She advocated for government assistance to get people ramped back into the economy again. So pay them more money so they get back into the economy. And that's basically what she was saying was um, throwing more money at it is going to get people back to work. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. And her whole reasoning pissed me off because she comes out and she's like, my generation has never known economic prosperity. Mm -hmm. Since the 90s. Yeah, this is the next part. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Said she recalled the last time people her age saw a healthy economy was when they were children in the 90s. Detailing her generation, millennials came of age during a global conflict in the Middle East and how in society that promised college would create economic opportunity for you, despite the high cost and debt that many students have taken on. Taken on this debt from them, the government. And and the, the... Prices that she gave, she oh $250,000 for a college education. And then you go to graduate school for $250,000. 
It's like who has what schools are you going no to? Doubt, who has half a million dollars in debt in school yeah. debt? What schools are you going to? Because I know like the private schools yeah. in the Midwest are eighty, hundred thousand dollars for a four year. I, I would well, like at least to see, when I when I was in college. Well, age. I, I would love to see the percentage of people that actually pay that kind of money for college that mm. don't have a job, right, or are hurting financially, mm. right? Well, I mean, again, majoring in like. Basket weaving, underwater right, right. basket weaving, yeah. or Russian, Russian philosophy. philosophy, or something. Yeah, <laughs> go get better uh, education. Education, right. yeah, and and you don't have to go to college. Right, you can get money not going to college. Exactly. Says, um, being one of the. Oh, says she. She said, fix fixing climate crisis could provide a platform to solve other societal issues, such as lack of affordable housing and well-paying jobs. And the way to do this is by being one of the most unionized workforces and unionized generations in American history. How much union money does she have coming, oh, yeah. flowing in right she, now? Yes. She is writing the union jock. Uh, obviously. I mean, that's the only way to make this happen yeah. is by being the most unionized. Not yeah. Like, we're talking more unionized back than back when the unions were <laughs> in control. We're talking pre-Jimmy Hoffa. Yes. It's how we take our future back into our hands. Cortez said, emphasizing that this action would was not volunteer work. She urged not to wait until corporations act, saying it was vital for the government to get involved despite it not being profitable because it was essential. I think this investment in a climate accord is so crucially important, she said. She also spoke out against using prison labor to fight symptoms of the climate crisis, like using inmates to put out wildfires, emphasizing how wrong it was in calling deploying incarcerated people slave labor, which we can kind of agree we with agree. that. But that was uh, Kamala Harris's big yeah. thing. Yeah, that was. I mean, she she was all about that. So yeah. she even prolonged sentences so that people would yeah, continue fighting or, fires. Yeah, I mean, she's a monster. But um, AOC wants to not do that. All right. So, and, I, and I'm down with that. Yeah, but I'm. she also says basically the public sector can't handle this. It has right. to be a, a – or the private right. sector can't handle right. it. It has to be um, in the public sector, which we all know is government-regulated, government-sponsored. Yep. Um, and unionized. Yeah, it's this whole um, civilian core that FDR put together to create all these government jobs yeah. to, to boost the economy. And yeah. What was it, the Civilian Conservation Corps? Was something like that. I, I can't that remember. Was it. Something like that. But yeah, she's just copying names. Yeah. So again, she's at the forefront of everything. And it's funny how this junior senator from a bar um, <laughs> is always the face of every yeah. every bill. Like it's not um, Senator Markey with Ocasio Cortez. It's always Ocasio Cortez with yeah. Senator Markey. Right. Like she is. The you know, face. Even, She's the poster child of this exactly. stuff. E- even going AOC is reminiscent of FDR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to even think about that. Yeah. You, you, what's the What's the odds she runs for president? A hundred and eighty nine percent. It's It's. I I think they're grooming her and positioning her for. She's that. the next Obama. She absolutely is, and I think and she's going to be way more aggressive and way more pro- progressive is. than yes. Obama ever was. Yes. When we thought. Obama was progressive back in our day. Yeah. She, and, well, and and progressives love her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got her fucking own comic book. Yeah. And more, multiple, I found out. She has multiple comic books. Really? And she has a squad. I yeah, mean, she has you, her squad. You can't lose with the squad. I, I, I saw there was somebody um, on a website saying that they thought that she should have her own movie. A movie. Yes. Who plays AOC in well, an AOC It's got to be her. You think she'll play it or you think they'll <laughs> no. take on somebody else? No, it'll be it'll be some some, I don't know. 
I don't know. It, it can't be a white chick. Selena obviously. Gomez. I don't. Is she even doing anything I don't anymore? Know. I honestly don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be that would be horrible. The AOC they're actually, story. They're actually saying that. Oh yeah. She needs a movie, yeah. like a documentary or an actual movie. I, 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 don't know. They just said that they thought that she had Hollywood w- looks and should have a movie. She hasn't done jack shit yet. No, she's proposed a lot of things. Yes, but she hasn't done a goddamn thing. Yes. Yet they're putting her as this hero, this champion of the people that hasn't done jack. Yeah. She's made all these outlandish proposals and all, even her own, um, her own like Democrat senators yeah. laugh at her or yeah. or. Congressmen laugh at her because yeah. of some of her proposals. I'm like, no, that that's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, freaking crazy. You, you can't do that. We need to shut this girl up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I it's going to move that way though. She is going to yeah, be. She the, she's going to be the next Bernie Sanders, but she's going to be way more successful because she's well, she's young. I mean, yeah. he always tried to be the hip old man, right? right. But he always had that old man thing going for right. him. But her just throwing those numbers out for college education just shows how out of touch she is. Obviously, yeah. Um, did did she go to school? She had to have went to some. Yeah, kind of she school. must have gone to some kind of school. I I don't know. I want to know how much debt if she owns a half a million dollars in debt. That would be. Let's get away from the government. Ugh, <laughs> gross, gross. We got a couple more things here. We're running out of time, so we need to slam through both of them. The first being, Derek Chauvin got his sentence handed down. Yes. this week. What like two days ago? He got. Yeah. What twenty two and a half years? Why a half a year? Why I know what? Maybe because he no. With that, he he did a half already. Maybe I don't know. That's just weird to me. Like, can't we just round up or round down? But people, it says Chauvin's sentence leaves some people disappointed because it's only two and a half. And when I sent you the the article originally saying he got twenty two and a half, you're like, wow, I'm surprised. Yeah, I was like, yeah, but people aren't going to be happy about that because it's not long enough. Right. Obviously, yeah, they they're going to want it to be. They longer. want the hammer drop. Yeah. Somebody, um, it says, we got justice, but not enough justice. So let's see what they have to say about this one. It says, reaction to the 22-and-a-half-year prison sentence of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin in the murder of George Floyd came swift Friday with some camera, or cameras, some corners voicing displeasure that he wasn't handed down the maximum. Very disappointing, Van Jones tweeted shortly after Hennepin County Judge Peter Cahill imposed the punishment. Uh, it says, what this man did, it should have been the maximum of the maximum. Not just the maximum, but the maximum of the maximum. The maximum of the maximum. It's a punch in the gut. This guy's life was worth more than 15 years. Chauvin was sentenced to 22 and a half years, so I'm not sure where he got the 15 years there, but okay. In his sentencing memo, Cahill said... Chauvin treated Mr. Floyd without respect and denied him the dignity owed to all human beings. Prosecutors had asked him to impose a 30-year sentence. Chauvin still faces federal charges for allegedly violating Floyd's civil rights, so he might get more on civil rights violations. Okay. Floyd died May 25th. Yes, we know. We know all this stuff. We don't need the backstory. You don't have to give the backstory of George (laughs) Floyd. No, no, nobody wants that. The other former Minneapolis officers involved in Floyd's arrest, Tao Tao, J. Alexander Quang, and Thomas Lane, are scheduled to go on trial next year on charges of aiding and abetting second-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. Man, they got to sit there and wait a whole another year for this. Yeah. In a news conference, civil rights activist Al Sharpton, our favorite I love civil that rights guy. activist, I, I never throw the 
title reverend no. for his name. He because, is the least reverend guy I know. Yes. Civil rights activist Al Sharpton noted the sentence was the longest for a police officer in Minnesota history, but was shorter than what was appropriate. That is interesting. I've never, I didn't realize that. So that 22 and a half is the longest police yeah. involved shooting police sentence. We got more than what we thought only because we have been disappointed so many times, he said, while surrounded by Floyd's family and loved ones of Jacob Blake and Dante Wright. Blake was shot and paralyzed last summer by a Wisconsin police officer, and Wright was killed by a suburban Minneapolis police officer during a traffic stop earlier this year. Officer Kim Porter or Kim Potter was fired from the B- Brooklyn Center Police Force and is charged with second-degree manslaughter. Hmm. Brandon Williams... Floyd's nephew and Chauvin, or said Chauvin deserved a life sentence, noting the video footage showed Chauvin pressing down on Floyd as he repeatedly said he couldn't breathe while face down on the ground and not resisting. Yes, we know the backstory. Yes, we've been there. We got justice, but not enough justice. This is Floyd's nephew, George Floyd's nephew. So I won't celebrate this, but I will celebrate a guilty conviction on a police officer that killed a black man. There are some positive things to take away from this, but this 22 and a half years just isn't one for me. Floyd's brother, Rodney Floyd, called it a slap on the wrist. While meeting with Afghan leaders in the Oval Office, President Joe Biden said the sentence seems to be appropriate. So hmm. why is he talking about this while meeting with Afghan leaders in the Oval Office? And why why do we care yeah. that the Afghan leaders were in the Oval Office at the time? <laughs> exactly. Why mention the Afghan leaders? And then why were the Afghan leaders in the Oval Office? That That's another story. We, yeah, right. We they just slipped that in yeah. there. <laughs> How long has... Or how long has he been sentenced to by NAST? I don't know all the circumstances that were considered, but it seems to me under the guidelines that seems to be appropriate. So he's okay with that sentencing. Yeah. So you know people are going to come out and with backlash against Biden for saying, hey, this is an appropriate right. sentence. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm surprised we haven't seen that blow up all over the place. I know. In a statement, Ben Crump the attorney for the Floyd family, I like saying his name, Crump, said the sentencing was one step closer to healing by delivering closure and accountability. So even the, attorney the Floyd's says family it's lawyer yeah. says it's it's fine. For once, a police officer who wrongly took the life of a black man was held account to account. While this shouldn't be exceptional, tragically it is. Day after day, year after year, police kill black people without consequence. He said. So there's that. I don't need to read everybody's statements. Oh, no. Elon Omar, what does she say? Representative Omar's statement on Derek Chauvin's verdict. So we got to read hers, and that's the last one. Okay. Elon Omar released the following statement following the sentencing of the former Minneapolis officer responsible for the murder of Floyd. So she obviously doesn't run her own social media because it's talking about her in the third person, or she's a sociopath. Well, that's probably a good case. She says this is another slap or another step on the path to accountability, but punishment for past crimes is not true justice. True justice will require us as a community and as a nation to adjust, ad- address the systems of oppression that create the conditions for injustice. True justice will require us to understand how th- those who take an oath to protect us repeatedly take the lives of young black and brown people. True justice will require us to ask why we continue to spend billions on increasingly militarized police departments while basic needs like health care, housing, and hunger are neglected. True justice will mean addressing decades of economic and social neglect of our most vulnerable people by local and state and federal government institutions. To truly achieve justice, we have to do hard work to make sure 
George Floyd's murder or the countless other murders on the at the hands of police never happen again. So that's Ilana Omar's statement there. Okay. So she's using this as a, pl- a political platform right. for yeah. all this other economic social revolution. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's all just political platforming is. is what it is. Fair sentence? Um, For what he was convicted of, I'd say yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't give—I don't think you can hand down a life sentence for second-degree murder. No. So they're saying, well, he should have got a life sentence. Well, right. if you think his conviction was fair, then I think his sentence was probably fair to that. Yeah. If you think he deserved more a harsher conviction like first degree, then he should have got yeah. more. If you think that he shouldn't have been convicted of this at all, which wasn't going to happen because the whole country would yeah, burn, right. then then it's too much. But seeing what he got convicted of, I'd say this is probably a fair sentencing. It's yeah. probably the max that he probably could it said he could have got was 30 years, so yeah. I mean it's, yeah. it'd only be 7 more years. Right. So I mean, I don't think he went it wasn't like he handed out like, oh, you get eight years with a chance of parole after two. Some right, something right. stupid like yeah. that that you see like rapists and stuff right. yet. And so yeah, and, and I don't know if um, Minnesota has the um, oh gosh, I don't even remember the term um, where they they force you to do out the whole sentence or not. So I don't know, like um, without parole stuff. Right, right. If yeah. if he's eligible in like you know, yeah, it didn't 12 say years anything. So. It didn't say so, anything yeah. about that. I'm sure they didn't want to include that. Yeah. And, and statement because people would be like, "What? He can get out in eight years?" And well, and, and being a a police officer accused of this going into Gen Pop, does he survive? I I don't see him going into Gen Pop. To you be don't honest, think I think he'll be probably in isolation for a while. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, he should go straight to Gen Pop if he actually did it. I don't yeah. think um, certain people have should have certain protection just because of the job they formerly had. Right. I don't think people should get. <laughs> murdered in prison either oh yeah but it's not like a gang member that has a rival with another gang member it's not like he goes in there with those other gang people and gets put in protective custody because right no somebody might he has a good chance of getting killed by the other gangs yeah it just doesn't happen this guy is a human being american citizen in an american prison he should be treated just like the rest of them no i agree i agree and lastly moving on lastly because i promised you we would get back to the yes. the whole freaking domestic terrorism. I've got this article here of this General Mark Milley, who is part of the Pentagon. Okay, he's like a high ranking individual in the in the Pentagon in the military. He is pushing this whole new domestic war on terror. Mm. This is coming straight from the Pentagon now. So it's not just Biden running his mouth. Okay, this is coming from the people that actually make the military decisions. Okay. So this says, uh, what is behind General Mark Milley's righteous race sermon? And this guy's white, by the way, too. He's very, very white. Very white. Look to the new domestic war on terror. That's going to be something. We're going to hear for as many generations as we've heard of the war on terror. As manufactured as COVID and climate change. Yeah, and possibly the war on terror. Yes. So it says, for 240 years, American generals have not exactly been defined by adamant public advocacy for left-wing cultural dogma. Mm. We know that. Like, the military is usually more right, right-leaning. Yeah, They're not typically. really leaning towards those, like, really liberal movements. Yeah. Yet there appeared to be a great awakening at the Pentagon on Wednesday when General Mark Milley, the highest-ranking military officer in the U.S. as chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, testified at a House hearing. The chairman vehemently 
defended the teaching of critical race theory at West Point and referenced the January 6th Capitol riot, saying, It is important that we train and we understand, and I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. So he wants to understand white rage. This new thing, white rage. Do you have white rage, Bill? <sighs> Only if I spill my milk. <laughs> <laughs> I only have rage against people like this. I don't yeah. have white complex rage, anything like yeah. that. In response to conservative criticism that top military officials should not be weighing in on inflammatory or polarizing cultural debates, liberals were ecstatic to have found such an empathetic, racially aware, and humanitarian general sitting atop the U.S. imperial war machine. Overnight, General Milley became a new hero for U.S. liberalism. So now, all of a sudden, they're going to be supporters of the military. Yeah. Because right. they, the head of the military right. now yeah. is is on their side. He says, A noble military leader, which, like the former FBI director Robert Mueller before them, no patriotic, decent American would question, let alone mock him, because he's a decorated general. Nobody's going to mock this guy or, no. or question his patriotism because— of all he's done for his country as a, a war hero or right. what have you. Some prominent liberal commentators warned that conservatives are now anti-military and even seek to defund the Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> it is, of course, possible that the top brass of the U.S. military has suddenly become supremely enlightened on questions of racial strife and racial identity in the U.S. and thus genu genuinely embraced theories that, until very recently— were exclusive province of left-wing scholars at elite academic institutions. Given that all U.S. wars in the post-World War II era have been directed at predominantly non-white countries, which, like all, like all wars, required a sustained demonization campaign of these enemy populations, having top Pentagon officials becoming leading anti-racism war warriors would be a quite a remarkable transformation indeed. But stranger things have happened, I suppose. But perhaps there is another explanation other than righteous, earnest transformation as to why the top U.S. general has suddenly expressed such keen interest in studying and exploring white rage. Mm, I love that term. I do, too. Note that General Milley's justification for the military sudden immersion in the study of modern race theories is the January 6th Capitol riot. At what point did you take away that the Capitol riot, or whatever we're calling it, insurgency, was racially motivated, other than the fact that it was pro-Trump. Right. Yeah. Other right. than the fact, because there was that guy, remember that guy that I was trying to get on, and then that was at the Capitol, oh, and we yes. found out he got arrested? Yes, yeah, yeah. That was a black guy. It was a black guy. Interesting. I'm not saying that, I, yes, there was probably racist people there. There was probably oh yeah Confederate flag-waving people sure. there. I'm sure. But it wasn't a racially driven thing. Right. right? This guy is saying this was white rage. Okay. It says um, that was his justification was the, the Capitol riot, which in the lexicon of the U.S. Secur security state and American liberalism is called the insurrection. So now it has a name, the insurrection. American insurrection. Capital the insurrection. It's That's not, ridiculous to me. It's not an insurrection. It's the insurrection. So it's got a name now. So we can stop calling it 1-6. It's do you remember the insurrection? The insurrection. When explaining why it is so vital to study white rage, General Milley argued, what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution? Wait, how many? Thousands of people. Oh, okay, okay. What is it 
this is explanation for why now he's deciding that we need to study white rage. He says, what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America? I don't believe that came in, out of anybody's words. What caused that? <clears throat> I want to find out. I want to maintain an open mind here, and I want to analyze it. He's not saying white rage caused that. Right. But when they asked why they want, he wants to study white rage, that, that was, was his, his reason. Excuse. So he is saying white rage caused this. Okay, okay. The post- World War II military posture of the U.S. has been endless war. To enable that, there must always be an existential threat, a new and fresh enemy that can scare a large enough portion of the population with sufficient intensity to make them accept, even plead for, greater military spending, surveillance power, and uh, continu continuation of permanent war footing. Starring in that war-justifying role of villain have been communists, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, Russia, and an assortment of other fleeting foreign threats. So it's saying we've always had the boogeyman right. to support endless funding of wars. Right Now our new boogeyman is white rage. That makes sense to me. Which is impossible to track down, which you can say is ongoing forever. Mm -hmm. It is the new the boogeyman that never ends. Unless you yeah. just took out all white people, then right. then I mean then you want to have white rage, I guess, if yeah. you just killed all the white people. But that's yeah. not the direction here. It's just so never ending. Um here is a, a little um background into Doc uh General Milley. Mm -hmm. Um he graduated from Princeton University before he went into the military. He was a member of the ROTC program there. Okay. Um, on December 8th, 2018, President Trump announced he would nominate Milley to serve as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff through Chair Secretary of Def Defense Jim Mattis and then chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff General Joseph Dunford favored Air Force Chief of Staff David L. Gonfield for the appointment with Senate confirmation. Anyways, after Milley was nominated, he headed a commission with the other American military officials that were responsible for designing a report on the country's impending near-term impacts from climate change. The report, which was released in August 2019, stated that the country and its military would experience a total collapse within the next two decades due to collapses in the country's aging power grid. This is Biden's connection to the Pentagon. Remember when he yes. said that the Pentagon says this is our biggest threat, is climate yep. change. Yep. It's this General Milley yes. again. And yep. that's where Biden's getting this. Uh, the biggest threat is White supremacy. It's yes. coming from General Milley. The report, which was released August 2019, stated that the country and its military would experience a total collapse within the next two... Sorry, you got me off track. Sorry. As well as the increased risk of infectious disease outbreaks globally. The report also mentions the likelihood of increasing water scarcity in developing countries, which would result in an increase of civil and military conflicts due to a failure in the global food system. He's in the system. He is the system. He's one of them. Yes. One of us. He's He is in the cult. Yeah. The green cult. Yes. And somehow he's made it to the top of the U.S. military. Yeah. We always said that military has fallen more on the right. Well, now the top guy in the military is a system yes. man. Yeah. He's a, he's, a, he's, he's a company man. He's a company man. He's there. This goes on to say, this article says, according to the Pentagon, the U.S. intelligence community and President Joe Biden, none of those is the greatest national threat to the United States any longer. Those Al-Qaeda, ISIS, Russia, all those no, things. They're not, not the greatest threat anymore. So we got the Pentagon, which is General Milley, is the main person saying it. U.S. intelligence and Joe Biden are now saying explicitly and in unison that the gravest menace to American national security is now domestic in nature. Specifically, it is domestic extremism or extremists in general and far-right 
white supremacist groups in particular, that now pose the greatest threat to the safety of the homeland and to the people who reside in it. Let's stop there. Not stop there, but let's stop this article there. Let's think about this through. Okay. In unison, when everybody starts talking about something in unison, obviously it's an agenda-driven thing. Absolutely. We've said that with the Build Back Better. We've said it with like the Green New Deal. When everybody's saying the same thing on in different areas, but it's all the same thing, mm-hmm. it's an agenda that was planned out. So this whole domestic terrorism thing being the greatest threat to safety is a planned out agenda. And remember, what was it, last week we talked about I mean, this was kicked off. This was sparked by what? January 6th. Yeah. Last week, we talked about how the FBI possibly infiltrated and planned and started the whole January 6th event. Yes. This was, what if this was the plan to start from the start? Let's cause this thing that doesn't cause a lot of damage. Yeah. I mean, but it looks like a big, big deal. It looks like the greatest threat against our democracy. Right. And then we use this to all of a sudden push this new agenda, this calling domestic extremists the greatest threat against our country now. So now we've shifted directions. Now we can fund more more military spending on a boogeyman that doesn't exist. Yes. It's Um, it's crazy to think that they would plan out something like this. And you you can call me crazy. Why would the government ever do that? No. They would do it. They would, absolutely. And and as you said, Millie is – he's a company man. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he formed a close relationship with uh, President Trump, which is why Trump nominated him in the first place. Mm. He was the one that had them shoot tear gas at protesters across the street at Lafayette Square. He was the one? He was the one. But that was all Donald Trump. Yeah. That was a Donald Trump thing, wasn't it? Uh, Wasn't that... um, Apparently not. a, A stain on Donald Trump's presidency there? So the final thing it says is a new domestic war on terror against white supremacists and white right-wing extremists is far more justifiable, as General Milley strongly suggests, is if white rage fueled and armed the insurrection that, in the words of President Biden, is the greatest assault on American democracy since the Civil War. So if General Milley can convince you that white rage is what caused this unplanned event, quote-unquote, right? then he can use this to say that this new war on domestic terrorism is necessary. Well, and apparently um, he is under fire because they said that he did not mobilize the military fast enough on January 6th. Well, yeah, remember people were calling out of there saying, yeah. hey, we need to mobilize. Yeah. We need mo-. And it yeah. took like six or seven apparently calls. Apparently Pelosi before. herself uh, uh, had has mm. gone after Milley. Yeah, but he is now... He's saving I, his own ass. He's a politician. Oh, yeah. So, Or not even saving his own ass. That that tells me more that maybe January 6th was pre-planned. Right. Yeah, that's That they true. withheld the military yeah. intervention to, On keep, purpose. to make this a bigger ordeal than it was. Considering that this guy's whole thesis um, in the military is on be, having a faster, more efficient uh, military. Yeah, and he slowed down the process. Mm-hmm. Let, let's just say... For conspiracy reasons only, not not saying that this is what happened, but let's just say this event that was planned by FBI agents, obviously um, all the more extreme followers in the crowd like followed the leader in, made this into a thing. General Milley, who is in on 
the game here and on the little secret mm-hmm. is called to say, hey, send in some troops. We This is getting out of hand. He's like, eh, let's sit on this. Yeah, right. It, it, it's not big enough to yeah. hit the headlines let, let's, just yet. Let's let this play out. All right, like, no, no. Okay, now, let, let's do it now. Yeah. And then all of a sudden come out after sitting on military intervention and saying, white rage caused this. This would not have happened if it wasn't for white rage. We need to now have a domestic war on terrorism. We need to ramp up the surveillance of civilians. We Mm -hmm. need to go after these quote-unquote extremists. And again, who who decides what's an extremist? Right. Right. Is it religious, like... Like evangelicals that right. like are pro Trump or yeah. something like that. Is it um, somebody who has an American flag in their yard? Yeah, somebody that um, is in a gun club. Right. You know yep. what? What constitutes extremists? NRA. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Well, it just says here from the '99 to 2008. You remember the NRA? Mm-hmm. You're you're now on the blacklist. Yeah. Like the communist blacklist right. back in whatever. Yeah. In the '50s. Yep. No fly zone, can't buy any weapons. Right. I mean... You've been listed. Sorry. Yeah. It's it's coming down. It is. And it's the top-ranking people yeah. and on I, all levels that are saying the again, same thing. Again, it's completely manufactured. It is. It is. And I it leads more credence. Every time I read articles like this, it leads more credence for me to believe that January 6th was a staged event. Absolutely. Yeah. Conspiracy yeah. theorist or not, that's that's what it looks like to yeah. me when, when you have these... What was it like? The unnamed mm-hmm. participants that weren't co-conspirators. Yeah, yes. the co-conspirators uncharged. That, yeah, that weren't charged with anything. Not, they're not brought in, but they know who they are. They mm-hmm. know where, the, what hotel room they stayed in, but yeah. they're not charged. They're not yeah. subpoenaed. Nothing like that. Yeah, tells me. I mean, that's believable. What that article said last week, that they're probably either informants or agents of some yeah. sort. Yep. And then when this guy is connected to not only saying that climate change was an existential crisis, saying that white supremacy is an existential crisis of the country, but also was the one that withheld the freaking military in the first place. It's just like, dude, this guy was in on it the whole time. Like you said, it it was, as we were saying, there was going to be a coup. Uh There was a coup. Yeah, and it wasn't like we thought it was going to be. No, not at all. We were going to actually do an episode on that. We never got to it because it didn't seem like it was actually going to happen. We were like, there's going to be a military coup here. Like... Mm-hmm. Um. What there was there was like an event back, or they were trying to plan something back in the early 1900s with one of the top Marine generals. I can't th- think of which one. Maybe Smedley Butler. I'm not sure. One of the know. top top ranking, like most decorated yeah. military people. They were going to bring him, who was going to. I remember you talking about that. Who yeah. was gonna? Because there was all the the former like veterans that weren't getting their paychecks and yes. he was going to use that they wanted him to use that to kind of leverage them to to go to basically a coup against the current yeah. government and it was all these like major corporations that were in on right. this thing so that's a conspiracy we need to do an episode about that yeah but i had said sounds like something like that's going to happen because all mm-hmm. these military generals are talking out against trump right it didn't happen the way we thought it did right but looking back on it i think that's what happened yeah no i think so too. i mean it wasn't like they took out the president and they overran the White House, but they took out the president. Right. Yeah. That was his final like undoing. Yeah. You know. Right. We even said there, there's still a chance that they, you know, the senators in there can say something and and get something turned around, and then all of a sudden when this the, happened. When the smoke cleared, it was over. For it was him. done. There was nothing. Nobody wanted to stand next to him. Nope. We are well over our hour. Yeah, typically, doing we went this. down that rabbit hole. We did. We need to. We need to look into this more because yeah. this is. 
this is scary shit when a top general is this yeah. involved yeah. and he's this outspoken. You don't usually right. hear about the military guys being Not like this. this publicly outspoken. Yeah. We're going to get out of here for the week. Once again, check us out on Monday for the live stream, which I'll be doing solo. Actually, I'm trying to get a guest in. Oh, okay. I'm not going to say who because I don't know which one yet. Oh, okay. I, I've gone go, gone through my Rolodex of people that generally come on and help out with yeah. us, and we'll see which one we get on. Okay. But we're going to talk about John McAfee, or I'm just going to talk about John McAfee, and just break down his life and death and all the stuff in between. And so that will be Monday at 7 Central Standard Time, so join me for that. It'll, it'll be interesting, I'm sure. Yeah. Bill's going to enjoy his vacation on the beach with his mojitos. and <laughs> I've never actually had a mojito. Well, you need to. Because I, I said that, so? you need to. Okay, I'm going to try a mojito, and I'll let you know how it is. All right, perfect. We're going to get out of here. Check us out all over social media. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the, all all the, the, hot, all spots. the hot spots. Yeah. Um, and share us, like, like, subscribe. S- smack it. Smack, smack that like and share button. So we can do bigger and better things. Absolutely. We have bigger and better things in the that in our minds that we yes. want to do, but we need we need to get to a certain point before we can get there. So yes. we have plans. Help us with those plans. Help us. Otherwise Help us. continue Help supporting us by just listening to us. Yeah. So we'll see you back here Monday night, seven central time. Have a good Peace. rest of your weekend. Bye. The Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout-out to our sponsors, Goulash Media. On the run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast and Banzot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time. And let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking.